So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Game time on the big stage Sunday Night Football. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Luke Oldlakes. Your go-to show for all things Broncos. That's right. Welcome into another special edition of the Huddle Up Podcast. It's time to drop some knowledge. I'm Chad Jensen, the publisher of MileHighHuddle.com. My co-host, Luke Polglay, sadly, again, is out today. We were unable to get together. Uh, this is kind of an impromptu, quick episode to talk about the latest goings-on with the Denver Broncos. Hopefully, Luke and I will be able to get together some point this week and uh, go a little bit deeper into some other stuff as it relates to the Broncos. But we're excited to focus once again our podcasting efforts on Huddle Up. Now, Nick Kendall, Carl Dummler, these guys picked up the torch a few weeks back. They've been breaking down prospects, um, NFL draft prospects, and roster needs as it relates to the Broncos. Now, we're going to kind of run two different shows, and maybe as time goes on, um, more under the Huddle Up umbrella. Now, Luke and I, will we're, we're kind of planning on doing our thing once a week, focusing on the latest Broncos news, giving you our usual in-depth analysis, while Nick and Carl, they're going to continue to focus on Broncos draft. And then as time goes on, we'll hopefully do kind of some crossover episodes with Nick and Carl, and especially as the draft gets closer. So stay tuned for that. Now, Huddle Up, we're not here to just report the news. You can get that anywhere. We're here to give you a deep dive on your favorite team. And what really helps us out is when you retweet the episodes on Twitter, when you share them on Facebook, share them on Reddit. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at HuddleUp underscore MHH. Take a second, get that done. Now, this is a MileHighHuddle.com podcast. So for those of you listening via iTunes or Stitcher, you might not be aware of what we're doing over at Mile High Huddle. We have killer premium Broncos content, and it's more deep dive stuff for the sick, maniacal Broncoholics out there. Our subscribers get 10% off on tickets, 10% off on Broncos team merchandise through Fanatics, and also check out the work that Luke's doing over at InsideThePylon.com. It's true football nerd type of stuff for those who want to really expand their knowledge of the game. Make sure you are subscribing on iTunes. That's another way you can help out the show. Huddle Up can also be found on Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, CastBox. So as we get closer to the NFL draft, things are really going to be heating up and you're not going to want to miss a single episode. Now, the reason I wanted to do this kind of impromptu episode of Huddle Up is Monday, Some news dropped from NFL Media's Mike Garofalo, NFL.com's, I don't know who he works for. It's NFL Media, essentially. But he reported that, according to a source, Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner and GM, notified all NFL GMs that they are permitted to contact Tony Romo or his agent to schedule a workout, visit, or physical. Again, that's according to a source, says Mike Garofalo. 
And then he also said the Cowboys informed clubs they are, quote, limited to conversations concerning Romo's 2017 through 2019 NFL player contract, closed quote, which in in terms of facilita- uh, facilitating a trade, the conversations, according to Garofalo, are limited to the contract as is currently constructed in Dallas. Okay, so this is interesting because up until this point, okay, we heard this way back Gosh, was it December? I'm trying to think back now. The very first time, and again, and it was Ian Rappaport actually who reported it, that Tony Romo would like to, because I mean it was it was a foregone conclusion at that point with how well the Cowboys were doing uh, under Dak Prescott, the the rookie phenom quarterback, that this team had kind of um, evolved into his team, and Tony Romo even once he got healthy, was relegated to backup status. And so he started leaking things to his sources. And one of those guys was Ian Rappaport. And what he told him was that, look, I would like to play. I don't have the tweet in front of me. Maybe I should have pulled it up before I dropped this episode. But basically that he wants to continue to play. He understands his best opportunity is probably not going to be in Dallas. And that he would like to play for the Denver Broncos would be his top destination on a on a wish list if you will so that sparked the first dots connecting Romo to Elway uh, and the Broncos so here we are now what three and a half months removed from that point lots happened but also a lot hasn't happened throughout that time what we've learned is that the Broncos now through sources through some things we've heard different media guys All I can tell you is what I know is that behind closed doors, the Broncos have interest in Tony Romo. And yet publicly, Elway has had to posture the team in a way that does not get them into hot water with the league. When another player is under contract with another team, as a general manager, you are restricted from tampering. Okay, And and so when you're speaking publicly as a general manager and you're asked a question about a player currently under contract with another team, and let's all remember... Tony Romo is not a free agent, hasn't been for a long, long time. So he's under contract. Elway has had to defer. He's had to deny. And the question that's been on everybody's minds, or I should say many people's minds in the fan base, is, is Elway being genuine? Is this a sincere denial? Because the way I see it up to this point is that Elway has built uh, kind of a case of plausible deniability because Really, Jerry Jones, the day before free agency opened, the new league year, back on March 9th. So this was March 8th. Handshake with Tony Romo. We're going to do right by you. We're going to cut you loose. Just don't sign with Washington and maybe don't sign with Houston. We don't want you in Texas. Get the heck out of here. But we're going to cut you loose. Free agency opens the next day. Houston executes that blockbuster trade that sends Brock Osweiler in a second-round pick to the Cleveland Browns. And then all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys are now going, whoa, 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 whoa. Perhaps we have misjudged the market. I mean, it was an unprecedented trade in the NFL to not only send Brock Osweiler, who they just signed to a huge big money contract a year ago, but to get that money off the books, we're going to give you a second round pick. I mean, this is only the type of stuff you see in the NBA, really. I mean, this is not NFL type team management, and yet it happened. And what does that tell you? tells you that the Houston Texans were desperate, desperate to get out from under that contract, and that now 
they were doing so as a as a preemptive kind of posture for the eventuality of Tony Romo hitting the market as a free agent. So Dallas goes, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes, guys. Wait a minute. I know, Tony, you know, look, sorry. We shook on this, but we're going to have to hold on to you because why cut you loose on a June 1st designation, post-June 1st designation, and get nothing in return when we could maybe trade you and get something in return? So they held on to him, right? Time goes on, time goes on. Reports come out. Denver and Houston unwilling to trade for Romo. And why not? No one's willing to trade for Romo because everybody knows. Everybody knows the Cowboys are going to have to cut him. He's scheduled to make $14 million this year. Do you know any team in the NFL that's going to pay a backup quarterback $14 bucks? Not only that, but they don't want to risk any form of quarterback controversy in their locker room, in the media, in the market in Dallas. And so they're going to cut him loose. He's gone. So teams are biding their time. They know that eventually the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to cut or release, I should say, Tony Romo, uh, at which point he becomes a free agent. Now, this new uh, information that Mike Garofalo is breaking with Jerry Jones, all of a sudden what he's saying is, look, you can call up, you can talk with Romo, you can talk with the agent, and you can schedule a workout. You want to kick the tires? You want to have a look-see? You're worried about his back? You're worried about his clavicle, his collarbone? Bring him on in. Schedule a visit and see what there is to be seen, right? But anyone who does that, again, shows their hand, shows to the fan base, shows to the team, to their roster, that they are interested in Tony Romo. And Ian Rappaport came out once again with a tweet uh, on Monday saying that, quote, Neither the Broncos nor the Texans will trade for Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo, sources say. Still, today's news didn't alter the plans. So, if we're to believe what Ian Rappaport says, and I do honestly believe him, I don't think the Broncos, this is, you know, we're talking about the Broncos here. I don't, Texans, I'm not an expert, I'm not plugged in in Houston. We're talking about the Denver Broncos. And are they going to trade for Tony Romo? Why would they? You know Elway is a savvy guy. He's a savvy businessman. He's shown that uh, propensity in his six years managing this roster in both free agency and the NFL draft. Dude knows what he's doing, okay? Again, he's he might kick the tires. He might bring him in just so that they have all the information they need so that when that eventuality happens and the Cowboys do have to cut Romo, they have a, a, a beat on how he's... Uh, what his skill set is still like at 36 years old in a workout, what his physicality, his, his physique is like, his, his football conditioning is like, and then even more importantly beyond that, what his current medical status is with the back injury he suffered last year and, you know, projecting that out, okay? Had to do the same thing when they courted Peyton Manning, right? They had a guy coming off a serious major injury, They had to do their due diligence, and this would give them an opportunity to do that under the guise of potentially making a trade for him. But if what Rappaport says is true, and I would tend to agree with him based on everything I've heard and what we know about John Elway, they're not actually going to do so in a forthright, earnest way to facilitate a trade. They're doing it simply to know, do their own due diligence for when he does eventually get released. Now, what I do know is that Elway is in a bit of a moral conundrum. If he brings Romo in for a visit to kick the tires now, 
then everybody, the media, the team, the fans, they know that he was selling snake oil trying to deny any interest in Romo, right? Because Romo is still under contract. However, if he waits to bring Romo in for a visit when Dallas finally releases him, he can save face by saying that, look, while he was under contract, we weren't interested in him. Now that he's a free agent, that's a different thing. And it would be plausible. It'd be a plausible excuse. He could sell that to the fan base. He could sell that to the team. Still, by choosing to wait to see if Dallas releases him, Elway, if he truly wants Romo, is in kind of he's risking losing out on him. If another team like Houston brings him in for a visit, likes what they see, and says we're going to bite the bullet and they make a trade for him. Now we're told by Ian Rappaport that Houston still isn't willing to trade, but these type of things can change very quickly especially with a team like Houston, quarterback desperate. My instinct tells me that although Elway is interested in Romo, there's no urgency there. He's confident, he's content to roll into 2017 with Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. All of the football cards would have to fall perfectly in order for Romo to end up a Denver Bronco. Elway's not going to sell a farm, he's not going to act in any form of desperation in order to acquire Romo, So I don't expect the Broncos to schedule a visit with Romo uh, while he's still under contract. I could be wrong, but do they maybe contact his agent to chat? Maybe. Now that, you know, it wouldn't be tampering. Just to get a feel for maybe where his mind's at. Is he still committed to playing? Is he still, you know, is he contemplating retirement? Where's he at? But it would have to be hush-hush. Again, I don't expect the Broncos to make a play for Romo until he's released. That's it. So... Today's news through Mike Garofalo, although it generated some clicks, it's still another case of there's nothing to see here, and the saga rolls on, the waiting game. Now, before we get out of here really quick, listen up. According to a study from the Interactive Advertising Bureau and Edison Research, consumers are highly likely to purchase from podcast sponsors. According to the survey of 1,000 podcast listeners, nearly two-thirds, 65% of them, were more willing to consider purchasing products and services they learned about during a podcast. 60% added that given equal price and quality, they prefer to purchase from companies that advertise on their favorite podcasts. So right now there's a big, in, in the podcasting world, advertising money, advertisers, because people are now ter- turning more from radio to podcasting, that's where the advertising dollars are going. If you're listening to this show as a business owner, that research from the Advertising Bureau and Edison, that's some powerful data. If you'd like to reach the male demographic in particular, this is your show. Your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at milehighhuddle at gmail.com and we can talk about it. But hey, thanks for listening everybody to this impromptu episode of Huddle Up. Spread the good word. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at huddleup underscore mhh. You can find Luke on Twitter at Luke Polglaze, myself at Chad and Jensen. We love hearing from you, so hit us up. We'll try to address your questions, your concerns on the show. And again, Luke and I will try and hook up at some point uh, this week if we can, see if we can't get this thing on a regular schedule. Nick and Carl, they're going to be dropping a new draft episode very soon, so look forward to that. And don't forget to subscribe, y'all. For Luke, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you soon. Mile high huddle. <laughs>
Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.